everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening. No, I got to do it over. I'm sorry. Did you have a whole bit? Okay. Hey there, cool cats and kittens. This is Kimberly. And this is Carol. <laughs> and you're listening to A Date with the Tiger King and Dateline. And Josh Mankiewicz. And Mankey. Sorry, that makes so it good. sound like he's here. He's not here. Didn't mean to mislead you, but... He would have if we asked. We just don't like to burden him. by uh, We would ask him every week if we could. Yeah, really. He would be the third co-host. Yeah, oh, 100%. In fact, Mank, it's yeah. not a bad idea. 2021? Yeah, think about it. KKM. Oh, KMK. It would have KMK. to be KMK. KMK, that's great. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. So this episode is amazing. And I bet you didn't think that we were still talking about Tiger King, but you'd be wrong. You thought wrong. We're still going to talk about it, but it's new stuff. And mostly it's about how sassy Mank was this whole episode. So don't turn off if you are sick of Tiger King. Who's sick of it? Some people on Twitter were like, snooze, Tiger King again, Dateline. But how are you sick of it? It's not about this is okay. We're saying Tiger King is where all of this came from. But the mystery of Don Lewis was born of Tiger King and has not been properly discussed. Right. And it's right up Dateline's alley. There's a man that might be dead or might be alligator food or might be cat food or on an island. The fanciest of feasts. Feastas. Feastuses. <laughs> Can't say that word. That doesn't sound right. None of that sounded right. The fanciest right. of feasts. Feastuses. <laughs> Humans. It's what your cats deserve. I know. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> this episode is called Where's the Body? No, it's not. <laughs> it's called What Happened to the Children? No, it's not. It's called What Happened to Don Lewis? We don't know. Surprise, no one still knows. This is a big question. And I, if I had more time on my hands, I would be delving into this much deeper right now. You would be the, like the woman in this episode who doesn't have a job and only studies Don Lewis. All day. I'm not going to say that I was jealous. I am going to say that I was jealous. You're a little jealous. I was a little grumpy about her. Yeah. 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 She's an armchair detective, and that's what we aspire to be. So, except, did you see Don't F with Cats? Yes, I did. Okay. Because she reminds me of the people in that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. So, this episode was season 29, episode 7, October 12th, 2020. Now, where this is going to be a little bit different of a recap, this episode is not online anymore. There are a few parts that you can find online if you go through some back channels, which I did. And you can also contact Dateline, which I also did. But it's on my DVR. So, I was able to watch the whole thing. Katie was only able to watch a couple parts. I'm sorry, it's on your DVR? So you couldn't just hold up your phone and record the other parts and send them to me? You want me to hold up my phone and record half an hour of television for you? Just set up your phone. Just set it up. So it just sits there and then records the parts that I... There were three missing parts. I guess I could have done that. Would you like me to do that? A little late now. I hope you did a good job on your descriptions. No pressure. We'll see. We were just talking about how we wanted to do the thing we where one of us has actually not seen the episode. I know. We were. And so I thought, it's perfect. I was, I'm being ornery. You're very, very good at this. I was actually completely fine with not seeing part of it. I just really hoped that you'd seen all of it because otherwise we were going to just be asking a lot of questions and driving people crazy. Yeah, no, I've seen the whole thing. And Dateline said it was okay for us to cover it. It's just not on on demand anymore. It was on demand for a few days. It's not anymore. Is it because of lawyers? They didn't say that. 
they said it was fine and there was nothing wrong with it because occasionally they've had to pull episodes because of issues like that. And so I always want to be respectful and I want to make sure it wasn't that immediately I thought, are they being sued by Carol Baskin? And that's why it's pulled. Yes. They said, no, it's not being pulled. You can totally cover it. It was on demand for a few days, but it's not anymore because certain content is restricted or something. Were they saying no, but nodding yes? It's possible, but it was over DM, so I couldn't see their faces. Do you think, in your vast wisdom, that this has something to do with animal cruelty? Because I have a feeling that might be the content that they're talking about, or something that's perceived as animal cruelty. No, I think it's more likely that Dancing with the Stars, ABC wants their footage back, or something like that. Dancing with the Stars is part of this show? Okay, let's get to it. Press on. I'm ready. I have precisely one paragraph of notes, so okay. Let's go. Okay, so Mank starts by saying, we were all locked up in our homes when it snuck up on us and pounced the low-rent, high-volume spawn of Netflix. Was that shade? Yes, it absolutely was. Absolutely. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Just right away shade. Deep shade. Yeah. We couldn't get enough of it, especially because we couldn't go outside and risk getting something else. He's talking about COVID. This feels weird. It feels weird to hear Dateline talking about COVID. It's sort of in that, I feel like we're still in that phase where it's like that, we, which we do not speak of yet. Right, totally. Like when things are just too soon. Right. Like too soon being, meaning we're still in it. But this was kind of, I hate saying, it was kind of the fun part of like quarantine where it was like, we were like, we can do this for a couple weeks. You just buy a lot of groceries from Instacart. You just stay in. You binge watch Tiger King. It's fine. Everyone believed there was a pandemic. Everyone was scared to go outside. People were following the rules. And then it went all bad. Here's the problem is that I don't think Joe Exotic is a very good guy. Oh, no. Unfortunately, the documentary makes it look like he's had a little bit of injustice done to him or a lot bit, depending on who you talk to or no bit. But Regardless, imagine the effect it would have had if Making a Murderer would have come out right now. All three seasons. I can't even imagine how big those petitions would be. Well, Making a Murderer, the first thing I remember came out during Christmas break that year. Yes, it did. So it did get a lot of binge watches, but I agree. Not like quarantine. Not if quarantine binge watches. You're right. It would have been better if it was something that could have saved people, like done justice. Curtis Flowers. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kurt, of course. This was an epic battle between two cartoonish adversaries. Okay, <laughs> He's just shading out right now. Yeah, you bet. And Carol Baskin wasn't happy about it. Wait till I get to Twitter. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Was she tweeting? She was tweeting. <gasps> oh, my gosh. This is my favorite day. Okay. So we have Carol Baskin, a one-time queen of the big cats turned activist, and Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage who goes by the nom de guerre, Joe Exotic. I had to Google what that meant. I knew what nom de plume meant. What does nom de guerre mean? It means you're a name given to you for like a battle or a war, like Rambo or something. Because guerre is, I think, like French or Latin or something for, probably French, for war. I could have just been made that up. But when I feel like I'm going to battle... Like I'm recording a podcast. You're Kimbo. I'm Kimbo. Okay, that's good. (laughs) I don't know. You're Catherine the Great. No, I'm K-Raj. K, yeah. He is a media savvy showman, a modern day P.T. Barnum, except he cast himself as one of the clowns. 
Okay. Tell us how you really feel, Meg. Oh, Meg, we we gotta get on the phone with him. We gotta, I gotta talk to him. Yeah. Get him on the horn. Yeah. Now, and then we see Meg standing outside of a bunch of cages, very overdressed, wearing a suit and a red hanky. But I loved the red hanky because it reminded me of like a matador. Yeah, I liked almost. it too. I saw it. I, I appreciated it. This was a mystery that created a bunch of homebound detectives trying to solve a crime from their couches. What happened to Don Lewis, Carol's husband, 23 years ago? We meet Anne McQueen, his assistant. Mm-hmm. Remember her from the show? By the way, if you didn't see the show, you don't have to have seen it to see the Stateline or listen to this podcast. If you haven't seen this show, do you have Netflix? It's a legitimate question. Here's the problem. The people on Twitter that haven't seen it are so proud that they haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I get that. I might be They too. wear it like a badge of honor. It's like you with Star Wars. Yeah, I get it. I don't, I'm not proud that I've never seen Star Wars. I, I don't think it makes me like an individual or like, I'm so quirky. I've never seen Star Wars. Well, then I have to return this t-shirt I got you. So that's <laughs> thanks. What is a Star War? Oh, God. Is that what it's That'd be terrible. So, yeah, you don't have to have seen it. But the, a lot of people were like, it made me kind of want to watch the series now, the Dateline. And I'm like, you have no idea how crazy this it goes because there's so much they left out. This was like a seven-hour docu-series, and this is a one-hour episode. There's so much craziness. Yeah, I would listen to the podcast, too. I believe it's Over My Dead Body. It's their second season, I think. So... Don was a quirky millionaire who would shop at yard sales for clothes, which reminds me of what you would do if you were a millionaire. And of course, that money was Carol's too. And then they cut to this photo of Carol. I can't describe the face that she always makes in these photos with her furrowed brow. The word that comes to mind, and I don't know if this is the right word, is simpering. She's very like, woe is me. I'm so distraught about something Hmm. like this. Well, that's a good that's a good look for you. You should take up that look more. <laughs> I like that on you. Maybe it makes me look like a damsel in distress. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's simpering. <laughs> I like it. It's very good. It drives me crazy. That look like it makes my skin crawl when she makes that face. So for some couples, having that sort of money would mean repaneling the den. What do you mean repaneling? You mean removing paneling? From the den, I think. But that's okay. No, putting in new paneling. Paneling is... Wood paneling? Old. Maybe. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Thinks paneling is still in. Depaneling the den. Okay. But Mank says... Repaneling the den. He says for most... For some couples, having that sort of money would mean repaneling the den. But they didn't do that, did they? No. Which is Mank's catchphrase, if you don't know... And I don't know if it was his catchphrase before Bill Hader did it on Jimmy Kimmel or if it was his catchphrase after that or if it actually was a catchphrase before. Someone let me know. But he leans in hard on it now and it it kills every time. So they started collecting big cats as pets. They bought 56 all at one time and brought them home. And then they were like, well, I guess we're cat people now. And you thought you were a cat person. That's how it starts. Mm Mm-hmm. So eventually they turned it into a money-making venture called Wildlife on Easy Street in Florida, of course. I didn't like that name when I heard it the first time. I don't like it anymore now. It's too long. Easy Street. Easy Street. Easy Street. Bye. 
Can you sleep? <laughs> All right. So we see home movies of Don holding lots of little baby kitties. They are really cute. I am not a cat person, but I have to admit, I wanted all the cats in this. Baby big cats are, oh, it's like all of them, but it's the same thing. Baby panda, baby koala, baby sloth, like all of those things. Anything furry. Oh, I don't think I've seen a baby sloth. That sounds really cute. Yeah, they're, it's all cute, but baby kittens, like, because they have big old paws because they're going to grow up to be big. So they're just like, pat, pat, pat. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. So in 1997, Don came into the office and told Anne how upset he was with Carol. He said, I'm done. I'm going to Costa Rica and I'm not coming back. But first, I'm going to go home and tell Carol that we're getting a divorce. Anne tried to call him later on in the day and couldn't reach him and never heard from him again. Dayline interviewed Carol a year after Don went missing. This is never before seen footage. Very exciting. Why did they interview her? Later on in the episode, they say that it was for a story about her cats. But it did seem to be more about like him going missing. But I don't think his story had enough traction that Dateline was, he was just like a missing guy from Florida. I don't feel like Dateline was going, Dateline wasn't really even doing murder stories back then. So I think it was a story about her sanctuary. Gotcha. So she's petting a medium-sized cat. And she's saying that he left early in the morning. He went missing. He didn't come home for the 7 p.m. feeding of the cats. Or was he on the menu? Oh, they didn't say that. You said that. No, I said that. She reported him as a missing person. The next day. The next day. Got it. Then we meet Dawn's daughters by a previous marriage who in the documentary on Netflix are sitting far too close together on a far too small Seti and they are sitting fairly close in this interview as well. They're sitting close together again. You don't have sisters. You don't understand. Our original recap of Tiger King is on our Patreon with our friend Jake. And I remember discussing it and you had a theory, which was that was the room where they were proudest of the decoration. So they really wanted to film in there. And they were like, we'll squeeze together. We'll squeeze together. Even though the couch is like way too small for all of them. And I think it, the same thing is happening again. But it's a different couch, I think. I think it's a different room. It's definitely a different couch. But these are these sisters are very close. Do you know how I know? When's the last time we saw a color-coordinated trio of sisters on Dateline? I can't wait to do Fashion Police. There's so much Fashion Police. Very exciting. They're so color-coordinated. Mm-hmm. So they are very, like, genteel Southern ladies, I would say. I feel like they would get along well, kind of. Well, one of them is, at least. The middle one? Yeah, the middle one. I think they all are. I think they're all genteel. Yeah. With Preston Prescott, whatever his name was. Preston Prescott Williford. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen of the jury. Yeah. <laughs> I do declare Don Lewis was fed to those pussycats. Oh, boy. Uh- <laughs> A rawr. Okay. So one of the daughters thinks his body could have been weighed down in the bay or put in alligator infested waters. So they have a lot of theories. Here's the kicker. That is a giant red flag, no matter what you think of Carol Baskin. She never reaches out to these daughters to tell them that their dad is missing. They don't find out for a week later. And I think they found out through other channels. That's insane. Why was that? Why do we still not know why? I don't know if she's ever answered that question. We can safely assume that she doesn't get along with the daughters. But he did. It's not like he was estranged from his daughters. But that doesn't mean that if she's like, I don't like them, she's not going to call them. 
Do you think Carol Baskin is a great person? There we go. There's your answer. Is she going to come after me if I say anything in this podcast because of the Twitter? She might come after you with a lawsuit. Carol, I don't know you. I don't know if you're a great person. What I did, Your Honor, was ask Kimberly if she thought you were, and I'll direct your attention to Exhibit A where she said no. I'd like to say, Carol, I also have no money, so you're not going to get anything if you sue me. Okay. I just threw you under the bus. Yeah, I know. I'm fine with it. I would have done the same thing. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Trust is the most important part of our relationship. <laughs> Trust that the other one will always try to throw the other one under the bus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the daughters tell Mank that in the topsy-turvy world of Don Lewis, there was only one predictable thing about him, which was that he was unpredictable. One time they came home from school and there was a penguin swimming in the bathtub. I died. I want a penguin. Yeah. I want a penguin. I don't even like baths. I would take a bath with a penguin. Do you think that if you came home and found a penguin in your bathtub that you would feel like something supernatural was happening? Like the polar bear on Lost? Yeah, but I don't know what, like a porthole. Right. Or like a magical transfiguration, like a person had changed into a penguin. Like, I don't know what sort of magic I would think had happened. But But would it cross your mind? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it wouldn't be that Katie came over and dropped a penguin in my bathtub. No, but that would be a great prank. That'd be a great prank and present slash, except I don't think it'd be great for the penguin. No, not great for the penguin at all. Yeah, they don't want to do that. No. And he doesn't need to be a prop in our pranks either. Baby penguin. Oh, God, I can't. Okay. In one of the clips we see of Don, he's feeding baby raccoons with a bottle. I can't. I'm going to blow up Oliver's spot a little bit. If I had a nickel for every time I caught Oliver watching raccoon as pet videos (laughs) on the internet... It's more times than you think. It's at least once a month. Yeah, I either see him doing it because I hear him go, oh, like that. And I'll come in and it's and it's raccoon as pet again. Or it's so cute that he has to come and show me what it is. Oh, my God. They do seem adorable. But I am a little worried that instead of a penguin in my bathtub, I'm going to find a raccoon. And it will have gotten in through the window. And we'll be eating all the cat food and maybe one of the cats. I'm worried about it. I don't, do raccoons eat cats? No. No, I think they just like trash. They're trash bandits. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, it'd be a fun pet, but I, again, not great for the raccoon, probably. How do you train these if they are pets? Oliver would be the source. I'm going to ask him. Yeah, there you go. He watches the videos. Yeah. So Mank is talking to the sisters and this was pure gold. This was pure Mank. I don't want to see big cats. I don't want to see regular size cats. I didn't even go see Cats the Musical. I can't. I need Mank to narrate all of 2020 for us because that's the only way it would not suck. Is there any way that maybe Josh wants to go see Cats with me? He probably would, but he might be making snide remarks the whole time. He is. I know he is, but maybe I could change his mind. Maybe. Okay. Do you think he meant the musical, the movie, or the show? I think he probably, I think we don't speak of the movie. As far as I know, you just don't, you pretend like it never, you erase it from your mind. It didn't happen. It's not there. It's not, it's not available to purchase anywhere. It can't hurt you if you don't acknowledge it. It's existence, right? Mm -hmm. No, but it's on HBO now. It popped up on my screen and I was like, should I get HBO just to watch it? No. No, but I could get a free trial. I just want to see Taylor's song, but I've seen it online. But you should get HBO. Do you have a free trial available? But I think they do free trials. But why don't you just get HBO for a month and watch all the shows and then cancel it? Because you need to watch The Vow. The Vow is 
amazingly well done. What's that? About the Nexium cult. Oh, yeah. You got to watch it. It's so good. But I need to watch the pottery show, the great pottery show. And I got to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I saw Manx's episode, but I need to watch the whole rest of the season. Get it for a month. I will get it for you for Hanukkah this year. That's a great present. I just need to catch up on my other shows. My DVR is still pretty full. If I'm going to be committing to a month by the holidays, maybe I can do it. There we go. I'll have cleaned out my DVR. Think positive. Okay. Stop watching King of the Hill. Stop watching King of Queens. No, I'm not. I'm actually making progress through other shows. I've gotten through a whole season of Walking Dead. I'm only one season behind now. And I watched a whole bunch of other stuff that I can't think of right now. But you're not allowed to watch any shows with King in the title and you're fine. Okay. There we go. Can I watch Tiger King again, though? That has King in the title. Not right now. Okay. You got to wait. So Don also loved flying. He bought a few airlines. You might think he was a pretty good pilot, but you'd be... I'm sorry. He bought a few airlines or airplanes? I'm sorry. Airplanes. There we go. Okay. You might think he was a pretty good pilot, Mank tells us, but you'd be wrong. The daughters tell us he crashed three times. So this man has survived three plane crashes but doesn't survive being married to Carol Baskin. Interesting. One time he crashed because he was flying with automobile fuel instead of plane fuel because it was cheaper. Don, your cheapness is going to kill you. Who was the other one that was like a miser? Howard Hughes? I think there's been a few. There's a few. There's definitely a few. So the the daughter tells us that one time he crashed because of bad weather and he was running late because he had stopped to buy some baby raccoons. To which Mank says, sure, sure, as one does. And the daughters have zero reaction. Sometimes I think they get that he's joking with them. And then sometimes I think they're just not amused. Or maybe this was done via Zoom and it's hard to tell. I think he's in the same room with them, though. That's a good possibility. It definitely could have been. Or I know that there was a, I don't want to say it, but there was another network that did a one-hour special on this topic a few months ago. Perhaps those interviewees, I haven't seen it, I shan't, but it's, it could be that one of those reporters was very, very serious. And so they expected it to be like that. And so Josh just isn't like that. And they don't clearly watch enough Dateline to know that Josh isn't like that. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So then Mank says, he's clearly a disaster. Would any of you ever fly with him? And they say, oh, yes, he was actually an excellent pilot. No, he's not. You just said he wasn't. You just, you, what? Did you hear those? Okay. Okay. He's crashed three times. Okay. To be fair, he's crashed three times and lived. So maybe he is a great pilot, but it sounds like he makes terrible decisions. Yeah. So to Don, laws were more like guidelines. He had a lot of businesses and not everything he did was above board. He kind of bent the rules. And there's a reporter with the Tampa Bay Times who looked into his disappearance. And he's talking to Mank about maybe his wheeling and dealing had made him some enemies besides his wife. It's possible. Even the rules of marriage Don selectively ignored. He was a married man, but vows are made to be broken. He was, a, I, I, Mank didn't say that, I said that. He okay. was a womanizer. Mank tries to get Anne, the assistant, who is very nice, an older lady, and he's like, how many mistresses did he have? And she's like, I, I don't know, I didn't meet them. And he's like, two or three, or like 10 or 20. She's like, probably 10 or 20. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 10 or 20 is how many beta brand pants I aim to own. 
Isn't that a good goal? 10 to 20? Healthy. I think 30. Strong okay. 30, one for every day. And you Perfect. can because there's so many different patterns mm-hmm. and styles. Beta brand dress pant yoga pants are perfect for all life situations, from faking your death in Costa Rica or totally not murdering your husband and feeding him to alligators because there's no proof of that, and we are not saying there is. Beta brand's customer <laughs> favorite dress pant yoga pants, those are dress pants that are as comfortable as yoga pants, are made of wrinkle-resistant, stretch-knit fabric. They are so comfortable, they don't dig into your skin, and you don't need to unbutton anything so you can breathe. They have tons of styles, like Katie said, boot cut, straight legs which I think is the best for reporting your husband missing, skinny, cropped, eight pocket, I would suggest for playing with your exotic animals because you can have treats in your pockets. Actually, you probably shouldn't have treats in your pockets. That's probably a terrible idea. Is that what you're going to say? Like, dumb. No, I was going to say I can make an argument for a caprice for reporting your husband missing if you're in Florida. Genius. She's right. Yep. They are a great gift for the holidays. They have tops now. They have skirts. They have so many amazing selections. And honestly, I hear the most positive responses from our listeners who get them. Like they always say thank you so much. I love them. I love them. I love them. So right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order by going to betabrand.com forward slash dateline. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com forward slash dateline. Find out why women are buying five different pairs of these pants with the ultimate goal of 30. Go to betabrand.com forward slash dateline for 25% off. Thank you, Beta Brand. Thank you, Beta Brand. I want my Beta Brand, Beta Brand, Beta Brand. I want my Beta Brand, Beta Brand, Beta Brand. Beta, Beta Brand pants. With barbecue sauce. Oh, no, that's different. It's a different thing. <laughs> With eight pocket style. <laughs> Much better. So Don picked up Carol when she was 20 and he was 41. And by picked her up, he literally picked her up off the side of the road She was crying. She had had a fight with her first husband. They don't go into this in the dateline, but I remember from the Netflix thing that she threw a potato at his head when they were fighting. Something like that. She held a gun on Don the whole night as they fell in love. He said, would it make you feel better? Yeah. She said, I'll get in the car, but I'm going to hold this gun on you. And then by the end of the night, they were in love. He gave her the gun. He was like, would you feel better if... That's, you're right. You're totally right. When they got married, he cheated on Carol, and she apparently knew about it. That's what Anne says. Don's van was found at an airport, but they can't find any evidence that he took an airplane that night, Mm -hmm. which seems weird. And somebody on Twitter was asking Dateline producer, like, why are there no records if he took a plane to Costa Rica and he crashed? Like, we would know that. But... It was a long time ago, and those records might be gone. But at the time, you feel like someone would have done that. But also, the police weren't taking it very seriously. Hmm. So they found this car at the airport. Maybe someone left it there to look like he took a plane and flew off to another country. Police gave the car back to Carol before testing it for fingerprints. So we will never know who drove that car. Yeah. The daughters say the police didn't take it seriously, so they played detective. One of them went to Costa Rica because he had said he was going to go there. He had, like, ladies in Costa Rica, and he wanted to, like, set up a lot of businesses in Costa Rica. He might have had money hidden in Costa Rica Mm -hmm. because I think he didn't trust banks and he kept money hidden. So one of the daughters went to Costa Rica. She couldn't find him. Another daughter places a coded message in the newspaper that he always read, but she didn't get a response. 
What do we think that coded message was? How do you do that? I really would have loved if she gave us an example because she said it was filled with things like that he would recognize. But like, like what? Like if you were going to write a coded message to me, what would it be? You, I would probably have a much easier time than for my dad. You might be able to do it for your dad. Yeah. I'd be like, Angela wants someone to tote her eggs. Do you know what I'm talking about? But then a lot of people who watch 90 Day Fiance would write back. But yeah, a lot of people would say that. Right. I don't know. I wonder what it was. It must have been a secret that it was alluded to that he never wanted anyone to know. Is it like the kind of code that you do where if you have a gun on you and you want someone to know that you have a gun on you without saying it? And I'd be like, Katie, I'm totally craving a steak. Let's go get meat whenever you're around soon. And you'd be like, Kimberly's a vegetarian. She must have a gun to her head. Would I say it like that? Kimberly's yeah, a vegetarian. Kimberly's a vegetarian. <laughs> she must have a gun to her head. That's exactly how you would do it. I have to call the police officer right now. Because <laughs> you're in a 1940s, like, detective Operator, novel. operator. <laughs> That's terrible. Get the police on the horn. <laughs> I don't know, but I, they feel like it's something you could practice ahead of time in case you went missing. It is something you should practice for sure. Yeah. So Don had given Anne a sealed envelope and she doesn't remember if he said, keep this safe. If something happens to me, open it. Or if he said, like, you'll know what to do if the, when the time comes. He said something very mysterious like that. And she opened it and it was an application for a restraining order that he had filed against Carol because she had threatened to kill him twice. Was it an actual application or had he not filed it or what was it? He had filed it. It was a copy of the application. It had been denied. And that's, I don't know if there's like reverse sexism in that. Like maybe the police didn't take it seriously. And if he was a woman saying her husband threatened to kill her twice, I would hope they would take it seriously. I would hope they'd take it seriously regardless. I don't know why it would be denied. I don't know if he would still be alive if they had done that. I don't know if, I don't, we don't know what happened, but- I don't know. So Anne kept his will at her office. After he disappeared, Carol came in and took it. In the Netflix, I feel like they make it seem like she stole it. I feel like, or her office was broken into or something and papers were missing. Am I remembering that wrong? I did not remember that, but I could just not be remembering it at all, which is, you know, it happens. So several weeks after he went missing, Carol files a will with the courts but it's very different than the one Anne remembers. So the one Anne remembers, she was the executor. But in the one Carol files with the court... She was not the executor. She was the executor. (laughs) Executor? (laughs) 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 Judge, jury, and executioner. Judge, judge, Judy, and executor. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, Wait a minute. So hold on. First question, how long after he had been missing does she remember that she has the envelope? Does Anne McQueen remember that? I feel like it was quickly after. Okay, they don't tell us. See, I'm doing my armchair detectiving already. Mm -hmm. The other question, I feel like, why are you filing a will with the city if he's just missing? He is a missing person at this point, right? Well, I'm going to bring up something that someone on Twitter reminded me of that I had forgotten from the Netflix special. Tell me. What is it? In the will, it says, if I die 
or go missing. This is what happens to my money. Who says that? Which is everyone's point. Who says in their will, in the event that I go missing, who thinks they're going to go missing? That's the weirdest thing ever. I had completely forgotten about that, but you're right. I had too. And I was really glad that person brought it up because that is like shady AF. Yeah. Thank you, person. That's really... So that could be one reason why she brought it there, but also another reason that's insane. That's insane. Who says, in case I go missing, this is what happens to all my money, and then they go missing? It's so bad. It's so stupid on, like, the person that made that will. Yeah, it's so, like, I'm not going to get caught. Okay, so Anne was the executor, and... There we go. Originally, when Carol files it in the courts, she's the executor. So the daughters are super suspicious. His estate is worth $6 million. They split 900000 and Carol gets the rest, except for some money that's put aside to take care of the cats. So the daughters feel like Carol did the murder, but with the help of someone else. See, and this is where I feel like we could really get some answers. Because if she got help from someone, someone that worked for her maybe... Maybe that person eventually would talk. Maybe they could be worked with. Or on the Netflix thing, they go into the fact that her brother is a policeman and she she knows several of those guys. And maybe that's why the police weren't looking into it as much. Or maybe even her brother was involved. That's right. But maybe it was a friend who had a falling out or something. And I don't know. Who is this other person that helped? That's the answer. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think I kind of know. Well, there was a thing on Dr. Oz on YouTube about a wife of an ex-employee of Carol Baskin who said they got in a fight. And he said, if you do that again, I'll put you in the meat grinder like I did Don Lewis. Really? Yeah. Why has this not gotten more press besides Dr. Oz? I don't know. And is Dr. Oz trustworthy at all? I found it after trying to look for this episode on YouTube, even though you had told me it was nowhere. I still looked. (laughs) I figured you would. I have some news. Just don't fall for the thing that says Datelines, you know, what happened to Don Lewis. One of them's on YouTube and it's this guy showing a clip of it. And then he proceeds to analyze the clip and like doing his own armchair detective work. But no, the guy that I saw is actually what he's doing is he goes through her diary. I wrote some stuff down. It's really interesting, actually. It's a good hook because it gets you. It shows a clip and then it really reels you in because it goes through her diary um, line by line. Okay. Do Are we sure that's her diary, though? We're not sure. We'll get sure. to the diary part. Okay. But I have questions about the diary. We'll see. So they think, the daughters think that he was injected with ketamine that they would use to tranquilize the cats and then was shot. And then his body was maybe fed to the tigers. And the daughters want to know why the police didn't test DNA on the meat grinder at the property. But they have no proof. But why didn't they test the meat grinder? Because it's all just rumors. I don't know. And because the police were not looking that seriously into it. But Carol Baskin has good lawyers is why not. That's true, too. Because there's no way they should have tested that meat grinder. But for some reason, I don't think they were allowed to search certain parts of the property. Yeah. Well, she says it was gone by the time he was disappeared. So maybe she just had gotten rid of it really fast after. The meat grinder was gone? She said, oh, it was gone by then. And besides, it was one of those handheld things. So you couldn't even get a skeleton through. She says skeleton. Is that not the weirdest choice of words? Yeah, that's a really weird choice of words. Mm, Them bones, them bones, them. 
Dry bones. So five years after he's missing, he's declared as dead. The case turns cold until 2020 when a cowboy named Joe Exotic rides into town. So back when Carol first spoke to Dateline in 1998, they were doing a story about her animal park and they said it was more like a glorified petting zoo with Carol as the petter in chief. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Hard. I, you know what? I actually thought that was clever, a clever way of saying it, Mank. But then as now when you said that, I'm like, oh, God, hard pass. That's disgusting. No, no petter in chief. Thanks a lot. It was a bed and breakfast where you could sleep with the animals. I can't. I'm so excited. I know how wrong it is. Trust me. I totally know that it's exploitative and it's not good for the animals. But it shows people sleeping in a cabin with cougar cubs. I can't. So they must have really drugged. It must be like the petting zoo situations where you hear about people really drugging those animals. That makes me sad. It really does. Although they seem pretty feisty. Like it was rolling around the floor playing like a little big cat would. So you're basically just saying you're signing your life away when you sleep there. Like every liability form, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because even as Carol's saying, she's saying they're nocturnal, so they you won't get any sleep. They want to play all night long. They will be kneading on you and wanting to play. And as she's saying that she's holding a big cub and it's like clawing at her neck, wanting pets. I don't know. Do they cut their nails? Because like my brother's dog scratched the crud out of my neck the other day. Like and I was bleeding just from her nails. So I can't even imagine. I'm guessing, yes, they cap their nails. That's not nice. I don't like that. No, no. They, no, they're plastic. Oh, they put them on. Oh, like acrylics. And they and you squeeze them on over the nails. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't know how you would do that to a big cat, but I guess if it was drugged, maybe you could. But yeah, you can do it. Again, we both know how wrong this is and are not for this. I personally don't go to zoos because I'm against the whole thing. It's worse because they were doing it under the guise of helping animals. That's what's worse. So Carol was really, as a pet collector, she had them as pets, and then she used them as a huge money marketing, especially catering to really, really wealthy people doing these sleepovers, and it's gross. It's gross. She eventually realizes the error of her ways, question mark, Mm -hmm. and turns into more of an activist. And she now fights to get people to stop cub petting Because I can't remember the whole reason behind it, but Joe Exotic lets people pet the cubs and you pay a lot of money to do that. So she's fighting to get people to not do the cub petting thing that Joe Exotic still does. And she's also fighting to get big cat trading done because these people trade pets and ship pets all over the world for thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. And Mank says, even though that's what she used to do. So how many years did Big Cats on Easy Street, how many years were they like a sort of exploiting cats place? Through the 90s, I believe. And then I don't know if it was a full 10, but it was, I think, through a majority of the 90s. And by the late 90s, that's when they had kind of tried to shift it. Okay. So she's made some big enemies because big cat traders are very rich. And then there's Joe Exotic, her biggest enemy. He would go on his YouTube show where he would literally attack an effigy of her, like a mannequin with a wig on it and a sign that says Carol Baskin. And he would literally blow it up so it explodes. So it's pretty obvious he doesn't like her. Then he starts accusing her of killing her husband. And 
Then Mank says, he also proved that you can write a country song about anything. So <laughs> Joe makes the music video that we all saw in the Netflix documentary, which is, it's a real banger. And it features a lookalike of Carol, and she's feeding her husband to the cats. And Mank says he commissioned and then lip-synced the video. Was that shade? I remember during Tiger King, people started saying they didn't think he was really singing. And then it kind of came out afterwards that he was doing a lot of lip syncing. And he was very upset about that, I think, because he didn't want people to know he was lip syncing. Is he just not a good singer? Is that what we're supposed to take from that? I think he's not a good singer. Oh. I think he was Millie Vanillying it. Oh, boy. What's funny is like, usually if it's Millie Vanilli, it's because you have some really hot guys doing the pretend singing. As someone who's a really good singer doing the singing, even the person doing the singing is not that great of a singer. And Joe Exotic is not a hot guy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's like the system's all wrong. Could Millie Vanilli not sing at all? I think they were trying to be singers on their own, but I don't think they had like powerhouse voices. Or were they just models who were picked to do it? Maybe they weren't even trying to sing. I can't remember. I don't remember Millie Vanilli like having like the fake band having like blame it on the rain. I know it's a lot of auto-tune-y. Was it that great of a song? I can't remember what their deal was, but I had their tape. I think it was a tape. I had their tape. What's a tape? You don't know. You're a baby. Yeah. But a tape came before CDs. A CD? But after eight tracks. It came before MP3 players. Oh, <laughs> You're so old. Okay. I know. <laughs> I forgot how non-subtle the video is for Here Kitty Kitty. Here Kitty. It's not a catchy melody, too, because I just watched this and I can't remember how it goes. Here Kitty Kitty. I don't remember. Anyways, I forgot that in the video, so the woman who looks just like Carol is carrying a platter and on the platter there's meat and she's feeding the cats with tongs in the cage, but there's also a man's head sitting on the platter. And I was like, wow, you didn't go for the subtlety at all, did you? That's not really his strong suit. It's no subtlety in fashion and no subtlety in art. It's very in-your-face art. Mm-hmm. So Mank says that the music video suggested some serious skullduggery. Meanwhile, at the same time as he's accusing her of murder... He is plotting her murder. He's put in jail for it for 22 years. And he's also charged with killing six tigers, which makes him a monster. Carol gives a victim statement about how terrified she was. I believe her. It had to have been terrifying knowing there are like hitmen out to get you. Did he really put a hit out on her life, though? Well, he's charged with it and he is found guilty of it. So he is in jail for it. So we don't have to say allegedly, but the documentary makes it seem like he was possibly set up. Well, or possibly it was all kind of a fake. Yeah, he was never really going to go through with it, but maybe he was. I don't know. The videos are pretty far. The one guy who apparently drove to Florida and then changed his mind and drove back. And then he's kind of saying to the Netflix crew, like, no, I never, you know, did that. Like, he's kind of doing like a wink, wink. Yeah. It's The whole thing's just really shady. Yeah. It's really shady. Do I believe that Joe Exotic probably deserves to be in jail for a whole bunch of other things, including animal cruelty? Yes. Yeah. And for crimes against fashion? Yes. And for just being a total D-bag. So Manx 
weeks to Joe a year before Tiger King premiered. Oh, really? Yes. And so they're doing this phone call, and Mank says, I couldn't speak to him in person because one of us was in the slammer. <laughs> I can't. Mank, what you doing? Manky. What you doing? What you doing? Mank is absolutely crushing it in this episode, much like I am crushing intermittent fasting with do fasting. Ooh, do tell. Do Fasting is an easy app to help you with intermittent fasting. You go to their website, you take an easy quiz about yourself, super easy. Based on your answers, mm-hmm. they will tailor a specialized program that's perfect for you and give you the easiest way to start your intermittent fasting journey. I wasn't sure how I would do with intermittent fasting because I'm very particular and I don't like change. So I started really slowly. They have like a 28-day mm-hmm. challenge and I was like, nope. Seven day challenge. That's for me. There we go. So much better. And I'm starting really easy. And they suggested this. So I don't even feel guilty about starting so easy. I'm eating between 11 a.m. and 9 p.m., which basically only stops me from like nighttime snacking. But other than that is basically how I'm normally eating. So it's pretty easy way to start, Um, which, like I said, easy is the way to go. Baby steps. Yeah. Uh, if you're already doing intermittent fasting, though, do fasting is the best way to optimize your fast. And they're great for more advanced fasters as well. I'm a beginner. Ooh. They also have a meal plan and workout routine, motivational tips and strategies. I'm already feeling lighter, which is needed because when Carol Baskin comes for me after talking smack in this episode, I need to be in fighting shape. Do fasting. Girl, wants you got to gotta br- run. I know. <laughs> What's the best? Yeah. Please don't sue us, Carol Baskin. I feel like I need to do like kickboxing classes or something. Do fasting slash kickboxing. Yeah. Done. You're ready. Do fasting wants to bring an easy and affordable health enhancing program to everyone. So go to dofasting.com forward slash date and use coupon code date to get six month fasting program with 50% off plus one month totally free. Join now and speed up your weight loss journey. That's dofasting.com forward slash date for 50% off a six month plan and your seventh month free when you use code date. I know it's a great deal. Um, It's a really great app too. I'm totally, it's really user friendly. I'm really enjoying it. So thank you, do fasting. Thank you, do fasting. Do, 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 do fasting. Oh, that's good. So Joe tells Mink, the music video was done with a lot of class, and it wasn't a hateful video. And Mank is saying, yeah, 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 no, not not at all. Mm-hmm. Like this, it's so, his expressions in this entire scene are so unbelievably priceless. I were round multiple times. And Joe says, the only one who didn't like it was Carol. And Mank says, who would have thought she wouldn't like you accusing her of murder? And he makes a heh expression. That's funny. It's so good. And Joe is kind of bantering back and forth. Like, I do think Joe kind of has a sense of humor. So, like, when Bank says, I feel like Joe was kind of like, yeah, who would have thought she wouldn't have liked the video where I'm accusing her of murder? Right. So Joe tells Mank he thinks he's a political prisoner. Wow. To which Mank says, how so? <laughs> he says... He believes his charges are all pushed by the animal rights people. And he says that he and Carol treated their animals basically the same. And Mank says, well, she stopped doing the cub pettings in the 90s. Is that the only thing that sets you two apart? And Joe says, yes, 
other than the fact that I think she fed her husband to the tigers. And Mank is so brilliant. He says, well, that would be a difference, wouldn't it? It's so dry. It's so great. Just doesn't skip a beat, huh? It's like when David Rose on Schitt's Creek does something like super dry. Yes. It's like perfect timing. I ran it so many times and I literally laughed out loud every single time. I posted it on social media when I first saw it because I thought it was so funny. I'll probably post it again. So Mank says, do you have any proof of any of this? And Joe says, no, we just have the restraining order and how much she hated him in her diaries. Now, this is where I'm curious about this because Dateline doesn't go further into this diary story. Mm. But I remember from the Netflix thing that Joe had allegedly stolen her diaries and then he would read them on his YouTube show. But I thought there was some thought that maybe he was just making up the whole thing. Oh, no, I think the diaries are real. They are her real diaries that she wrote. The Dr. Oz thing was weird, too. But is Dr. Oz sensational? Did we? Yes, very. Okay. Yes. So the woman that he had on, you know, like somebody who's researching the case, a true crime person. And they were saying that this woman that's come forward, the wife of the park worker, the guy who worked at the park. Also, she said the night of the murder she remembers her husband. She didn't put it together that it was the night not of the murder that he went missing. Her husband came home driving Don's van, blue van. And she remembers because it was really cold that night. She asked him why he had it. And he said, it's none of your business. He doesn't sound like a very nice guy. Yeah. I don't know. That all sounds really good, but it also sounds like a movie. Yeah, it does. And now Tiger King is really popular. And so you're going to get a lot of attention if you have information about this stuff. Yep, that's totally true. Are we in Florida? Yes, we are. Yeah. I do believe, blanket statement, it's not okay to read someone's diary or read it on a YouTube show. That's disgusting. I think it's probably the worst thing. I would sue for every dollar you had. Yeah. Right? It's It's awful. Short of being like physically violated, that's emotionally violated. It's the one part of the office when Michael gets, when Jan takes the diary for the deposition. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. That episode I almost can't watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it makes me sick. It kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. It's really not okay of Joe Exotic to do that, but it's also, it's not a, I don't think it's great for this guy to be doing it on YouTube either. I mean, none of what he's doing, he's doing a physical demonstration where he kills what is her image. Like, none of it's okay. But- When it comes to a fight, Mank says that Carol's not going to back down. She's proven that she has tiger blood. Oh, boy. Remember Charlie Sheen and the tiger blood. Hashtag winning. So because of Tiger King's popularity, 60 million viewers, now everyone is looking into Don Lewis. There's this award-winning investigative reporter looking into his disappearance and all the armchair detectives. Even the sheriff, this was a little confusing. He's a Tampa sheriff, but it's not his case, the reporter says. But even he is putting out info asking for tips, like putting out reward, like asking everyone, the public, for tips. But Hmm. it's not even his case. He just binge watched the show with his family and got really into it. Wow. So Mank is like, would anyone care if this wasn't on TV and we weren't allowed to leave our homes at that time? And the reporter's like, no, basically no. It's just a guy who went missing a few decades ago. So then we see on social media pages and pages of Carol Baskin info. There's like YouTube. There's a million Facebook pages. Then we even see a TikTok video. Did you get to see this part of it? I did not like that. I don't (laughs) 
like that. I don't like, I don't understand TikTok and I'm not, I don't like it. <laughs> so it's this woman dressed up like Joe Exotic and she's doing a parody video of that song, I'm a Savage, classic bougie ratchet. But she's going, Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. But she's doing it like Joe Exotic and she's dressed like Joe Exotic. Oh, so that is a song that's out then. Yeah, I'm a Savage, classic bougie ratchet. I thought we weren't allowed to use that word. Classic? Savage. Bougie? Savage. Ratchet? All of them. She's used to it, so I think I'm allowed to sing along. I mean, I thought the world is not allowed to use that word. Didn't Johnny Depp get in some trouble? Savage? I think it maybe depends on context. Okay, so not as perfume, okay in song. Oh, yeah, that, well, because that perfume, that had this whole Native American PR thing that was in the commercials, and that is super no. That's bad. That's super no. Okay, got it. But this is a woman who's singing it, and she's like, I'm a savage, so. Still questionable, but. She's hmm. using it, I'm a B-A-S. Yes, I understand. So people with no connection to the case, except a Netflix account, Meg said, are searching for what happened. Podcasters? Us? No. We're not really searching. Facebook groups. Facebook is all about how evil she is. There's one called John Lewis Cold Case Files, and it's filled with people who make politely says have tons of free time. So when Carol submitted Don's will, the signature was contested at the time, but the issue was eventually dropped and she got the money. Why was it dropped? She has connections in the police. Okay. They just gave up. I don't know. They just didn't care. Okay. I don't know. Maybe she has political power down there somehow. It seems weird that it was dropped, right? It does. Okay. It does. She paid off somebody. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. But in this Facebook group, this woman named Mystic Jinx, which Mank says, if you think that's her real name. Did you think it was her real name? No. Oh, I thought he was getting ready to tell us that it was actually her real name. (laughs) If you think that's her real name, you're an idiot. But also you are right. Couldn't you hear him saying? You'd be right. 100%. That would be amazing. Actually, it is. It is her biblical name. Yep. So she is unemployed and is spends all her time researching true crime stories. And so she finds the signature of the will and she finds the marriage certificate to Carol Baskin. And she uses a Photoshop program mm-hmm. to lay one image on top of the other and the signatures match up perfectly. And she thought that was really weird because most people sign their names differently each time. So she thinks that it's forged by tracing, which makes sense because it's so perfect. Tracings. Tracings. I haven't heard that word in a really long... I remember... I forgot about tracings. It brought me to kindergarten. I was like immediately like thinking of kindergarten tracing paper. But I also remember like the brutality of being accused of tracing if you weren't tracing and you said you drew something and they're like, no, they traced it. Did you draw that? Oh, it, oh Michael Scott, he goes. Yes, Mike. Yeah, this could be tracings. <laughs> that must be an American thing, right? The tracings. Like it's a big deal. OK, anyways. Yeah. It is. It's like being accused of forging something. It is. It literally is. But as a child, it's like devastating. I might never draw again. But you want your art to be so good that it could be a tracing, but you don't want it to be accused of being tracing. No, ma'am. You don't want it to be bad and no one would ever think it could be tracing because it's so bad. Mine were never accused of being tracings. Yeah, me neither. 
mine were like, did you have some sort of attack when you were drawing this? When I was a kid, the only thing that could take away the stress of tracings and being accused of tracings was sugary, sugary, delicious <laughs> breakfast cereal. And let's be real, it's brought me a lot of joy as an adult as well. Amen. The cereal aisle is like Disneyland. It's all bright colors and zero self-control. Yeah. But lately, I've been trying to be good. I'm trying to cut down on carbs and sugar lately. And I struggle the most with breakfast because everything I like for breakfast is carbs. I like crunchy, crunchy cereal. Yeah. And I'm so excited that I found Magic Spoon, which is basically the cereal you loved as a kid, but it's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, <gasps> soy free, low carb, and GMO free. What? What? I know. Well, and it's made of magic, apparently. Okay, continue. Yeah, it's magic. So the variety pack that I got has the cocoa, frosted, fruity, blueberry. But they also have a peanut butter and cinnamon. They were all so good. I think um, my favorite in the variety pack was the frosted and the fruity. But I liked all of them so much, I'm going to buy the peanut butter and the cinnamon, like, immediately. Yeah. And the boxes look like kids' cereal boxes. So cute. Like, they have... The brightly colored, it appeases that part of yourself that we all need because adulting is hard. It needs to. Exactly. You want the flavor to like take you back to your childhood of all these flavors. And that's what these do. Like the cocoa one tastes like a cocoa one from when you were a kid. And the frosted one tastes like a frosted one. It's amazing. And they're so crunchy and so good. I have them with almond milk, but I also ate like a handful straight out of the box. I'm not embarrassed That's a good cereal. That's a good cereal. Yeah. Also, here are the macros, which I think these are what macros are. Zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net carbs in each serving. That's really good. Like, again, I don't know very much about macros. Yeah, I think those are macros. I don't really know what macros are, you guys. But it's, those it's are in the Excel. nutrition. You can create a macro in Excel. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's what it is. Nailed it. Um, But those are really good nutritional stats, guys. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash date dateline to get a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code date dateline at checkout and you get free shipping. Cereal shipped to your house for free. You don't even have to go to the store. And also Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with the 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, they will refund your money. No questions asked. You don't need to mail them back your used cereal. They are just that sure that you like it. Wow. Um, Magicspoon.com forward slash date dateline. Use the code date dateline for free shipping. We are so excited. I'm super pumped. I am serially stoked. And I didn't even make a joke about being a serial killer. But this is like happy cereal. There's no need to right. be a, anything other than serially happy. Yeah. So thank you, Magic Spoon. Thank you, Magic Spoon. So the Facebook group sends their images to the local reporter. And he shows the documents to handwriting analysts who agree that it might be a forgery. Very well could be a forgery. Well, it's not that it's a forgery. It's identical. But that is a forgery if it's if she forged it. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Of course, yeah. The daughters hire a lawyer, and so they're fighting. Good for them. Good. They raised a ton of money and are offering $100,000 in rewards for tips. Their lawyer names Carol in a lawsuit that is just for facts. It's like a facts expedition, not for damages. What is that? I think it's something like, you know when you name someone in a civil suit so that they have to testify 
on camera. I feel like we've seen that in Dateline. Like instead of a criminal suit, it's a civil suit because then they will be forced to actually answer questions under oath. Because her lawyers won't answer any questions without that happening. She is going to fight them exactly back 100%. Okay, got it. With her lawyer. It's just like whose lawyer is better at this point, basically. And she has money on her side because she got... All of his money, right? And gets huge amounts of donations, right? She does. That's in a whole nother thing is like what we learned from the Netflix show is she has this herd, sorry, bad choice of words, of volunteers. Nobody's paid, but she raises millions of dollars for her sanctuary. But I think she says she feeds them way better. And Joe Exotic was feeding them that disgusting old, like week old meat from Costco and then putting it on the pizza that he was selling at the place. Yeah, that's right. You guys, it's re- if you can get past the animal stuff, it's really a funny, funny documentary. Watching him trying to sell this pizza. Funny, sad. But the pizza was kind of funny and sad. So it's 2020. So, of course, Carol has her own YouTube channel. And Mank says that ever since Tiger King, Carol has become the worst animal-related villain since Cruella de Vil. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's true. She says she's being targeted And is innocent. It's worth noting that she's actually never been charged with anything. And the sheriff says there's no person of interest. But Joe is still leading the charge against her. Now, the ironic thing is that she's a victim who lived to tell her story of a murder for hire plot. And she's being accused of murder. She's the only one that's being accused of murder right now. So Carol doesn't agree to appear on Dateline. Remember that for a little bit. But she tells them to see her website where she has tons of documents about how she's innocent and she has hours and hours and hours and hours of YouTube videos telling her side of the story point by point. The points that Mank chooses to tell us that she wants the public to know, I feel like were shade. Oh, okay. Because there's literally like hundreds of videos of her talking to the camera telling her side of the story, how she didn't kill Don. But Mank says what she wants the public to know is, A, she was the brains behind Don's money. She's the one, and so we see this clip, and she's saying, I gave him all of those real estate tips, and I let him tell everyone that he was the brains behind it. Even up until after he was gone, I let everyone believe it, but I was the one who got us all that money. No, It really rubbed me the wrong way. Well, they said in in the Netflix documentary, right? I think we talk about it, that he was one of those people that everything he touches turns to money. Well, and Mank says in this, she wants us to know that she's the one with the Midas touch. Oh, God. Well, wait, we didn't get the ex-wife in this one, did we? Remember, we had Don Lewis's ex-wife in Tiger King. She was sitting on the little couch, too. Yes, yes, I'll never forget. So this is when she says she didn't kill Don. And she shows a picture of this meat grinder. She says it's like this little handheld one, not handheld, but it's a little tabletop one. And that's when she says, you couldn't run a skeleton through it. But that's not the one we're talking about. Well, she says that's the only one that was there and that it was gone by the time he disappeared anyways. So then that doesn't negate the alligator story, if that is possible. But also, why is she using the word skeleton? Yeah, I think that in her head, she's trying to, like, 
this is what you're worried about, that I put bones through it. It wouldn't fit bones through it, but it's not, it's just not. She changes the word bones to skeleton. It's not smart. Yeah, it's not smart. She says, I didn't forge any signature and those armchair detectives are looking going, oh, no, no, this is tracing. And they're sitting on their couch and they're like, oh, it's so tracing. No, please. They don't know what they're talking about. And then she calls Anne a liar. Sweet little Anne. Anne, the longtime secretary, the older woman. She says all this shady stuff about Anne. And then this was the other thing that Mank points out that's in her videos and shows us the clip. And they also rubbed me the wrong way is she says, I didn't push the daughters out of the inheritance. I didn't want them to have no money, even though their own father wanted to kick them out of the will. Oh, man, that's low. No, no. I understand that you are being pushed against the wall and feel you have to defend yourself. And maybe these are things that if you weren't being accused of murder, you would have taken with you to the grave to protect your dead husband. But it makes you look terrible that you are taking such a low road on this issue. Terrible. And it's just so hurtful to the daughters. Yes. So she says that Don was not easy to live with and they had their moments, Mm -hmm. but she had nothing to do with it. Anne watches these videos, files a defamation lawsuit against Carol for (gasps) saying all this stuff on the YouTube channel, insinuating she had something to do with Don's disappearance, saying that she was stealing, like, horrible stuff about Anne. Oh, my God. Now, Carol's lawyer goes back on that lawsuit and, like, countersues or something. So it's again, and I don't, can't imagine that Anne has a ton of money. See, the thing is that we saw in Netflix with Joe was at one point she and Joe were in a lawsuit and Carol has the money and the lawyers to go for years on these lawsuits. And so it's really like who has the money for legal funds that can go the longest. Joe had to stop because he didn't have the money to keep going with the lawsuits. She could have kept going forever. And so he lost because of that. And I feel like Anne will lose on this because Carol can just keep going. So then Dancing with the Stars happens. Who is on Dancing with the Stars? Carol Baskin is on Dancing with the Stars. Oh my gosh. She is on this season of Dancing with the Stars. It started a month or so ago. In the opening, in their first dance, her partner is in a cage like a tiger. No. She lets him out of the cage and then they dance together to guess what song? Eye of the Tiger. She's wearing, well, we'll get to that in Fashion Police. And in the best shade of 2020, the best thing maybe that's ever happened in all of 2020 is that the premiere night of Dancing with the Stars, Don's daughters make a commercial asking for justice for Don and they buy a commercial spot during the premiere of Dancing with the Stars. Atta girls. Genius. Drop the mic. That's the way to do it. That is like that messy, messy, messy kind of tea. And I love it. It's brilliant. It's perfect. Yeah. It's so good. Unfortunately, Carol gets kicked off in week three. They do cat-related dances every time. When she's kicked off, she is dressed completely head to toe like a lion, creepy like in the Cats movie with the painted faces, and they are dancing to Circle of Life. Oh my gosh. And her pro dancer hates his life. He does? I don't know. And I saw one clip of them behind the scenes. 
I do say you kind of feel bad for her because she's crying. He's like, why did you want to do this show? And she's like, I just want people to see a different side of me. And most of all, I wanted my daughter to be proud of me because this has been so hard on my daughter. I've become the country's biggest victim and been bullied. Biggest victim or biggest villain? Well, villain. Did she say victim or villain? She probably said villain. Okay. And she said, like, the so- all social media has turned against me. And, you know, my daughter has friends. And she's, like, I do, I feel so bad for the daughter. I really do. I do hate cancel culture. And she, there is something very off-putting about her. But I don't agree with, like, social bullying or social media bullying or cancel culture when there's no proof. So a lot of this was rough. Like, we did ours for Patreon for, like, a small group of people. Right. And I don't think when she was doing a documentary about her cat conservatory to try to raise more money for the cats, she thought it was going to all be about her killing her ex-husband. But it's also, if it does turn out she had something to do with his disappearance, you reap what you sow, right? I don't know what to say. This was going to come back. Absolutely. I am sorry for your daughter, but she's going to find out way worse things if you actually did this crime or had something to do with this crime. Yeah. Is she still with her current husband? Yes, because when she got kicked off Dancing with Stars, she said, my husband's going to be so excited I'm coming home. Remember how kind of obsessive he was with her? Like he would stare at her when she was talking. And then in their honeymoon photos, they, or they got married on the beach and he's wearing a cat costume with a collar and a like a leash or something no there's like whips she has a whip they do it's something weird with a whip and a cat tail and like there's a lot of things with that couple there were question mark he wasn't on dateline either he was not on dateline either no that's probably for the best probably yeah probably for the best i do think that that pro dancer when he knew he was getting paired with carol probably hated his life because the more hated your person is, the quicker they're going to get kicked off, which means you have no shot of winning the competition, which means you get way less airtime and all of that. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't want to get paired with a crappy person that everyone in America hates. Does, I'm sorry. I've never watched Dancing with the Stars. Does it work like America votes for you? It's both. It is you get at the bottom of the leaderboard by your judges scores. And then America votes. And America also votes. Oh, yeah. She was going to be hosed from the beginning then. She never stood a chance. I can't believe she made it a couple weeks. Yeah, me too, actually. I think she was in the bottom to the first week as well. And then this other guy got maybe a football player or something, but sent home first. Okay. So B-roll bonanza. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I don't. What? Well, so many tigers. I mean, that's fun. Not just cat footage, but alligator footage. I know you like a good gator. Right. I do. And like slow-mo on, like sweeping wide shots of alligators, then zooming in. And those alligators, they eat bones. Do you think she fed him to an alligator? Honestly, I have no idea what happened. But I do think generally where there's smoke, there's fire. And I do feel like when everything lines up, you have a restraining order and a divorce being informed that day, and that's when the person goes missing, I feel like that's pretty good odds. Although he was the type to just get up and go. But there's no record of a plane crash, no record of him disappearing or being in Costa Rica. And no one's seen him in Costa Rica. So this would have been a completely secret plan. And he never used no bank cards, right? Nothing used. But I believe he was the kind of guy who had like cash stash places, including Costa Rica. But they've interviewed people in Costa Rica and no one's saying that there was a secret girlfriend that we didn't know about besides the one girlfriend. 
Because he had a girlfriend in Costa Rica, remember? There was a girlfriend that he was going to go and live with. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So was there another mm-hmm. one? Right. I don't know. How big is Costa Rica? Could a white American guy hide there if he had enough money? Most likely, yes. My thought would be more that he picked up the girl and went somewhere else because he knew they'd come looking for him in Costa Rica because he went down there all the time. But that's not right because remember, he was doing something there. He was trying to start a business. He was going to have a car that was going to be ferried there. He was doing something with cars and he was did want to move there. And he was always looking at properties and stuff. From that diary that we read, she's talking about herself and Anne McQueen like Carol and Anne are on decent terms back then. I don't think that Anne would be giving false information back then to the police because I don't think her and Carol were on that bad of terms. I think sometimes they like work together because she was saying, I talked to Anne and Anne had to page him all night. We're both worried. Like it seemed like they were not unfriendly with each other, the assistant and Carol, right? I think if it wasn't unfriendly, it became unfriendly right after. Yes, I think it did too. But maybe it was just cordial before then. But I kind of feel like Carol is making it sound like they were on good terms. But I don't know how great of terms they were on. I think she would probably be jealous of the amount of trust that he put in Anne because Anne had been his secretary forever. Right. And Carol wants to control everything herself. So I would guess that she wouldn't like that. And if Anne is helping to arrange girlfriends and affairs and stuff with his date book, scheduling stuff, whatever, or at least knows about all this stuff and Carol knew about cheating, that would make her not like Anne also. This is just my opinion. I feel like Anne favored the girls, the daughters. Absolutely. Well, because she also favored Dawn. She was Dawn's assistant. And Carol was acting kind of bananas, right? I mean, so he he also had a restraining order out on her for threatening to kill him specifically. Twice. Right. And he didn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to file restraining orders because she's making a passive threat. It seems like that was a very active, serious threat. Mm -hmm. Right. So and the fact that he gave it to Anne in a sealed envelope and said, you'll know what to do with this if the time comes Mm -hmm. or if something happens to me, open this. I don't know. Which that seems pretty pointed and clear what that is. Okay, another thing. So one of the things that they say in the Dateline, she says it in her early interview, like the one that's back in the day in like the the early 2000s or the 90s. She said, I was ordering a truck for Don to fill and take to Costa Rica with a bunch of stuff or something like that. They had had a huge fight the night before. Was Carol generally in charge of ordering trucks for Don for his Costa Rica business or was Carol's main focus the cat's? I think Carol's main focus was the cats. I think that ordering trucks seems like you'd have something you'd have someone else do on your team or maybe even Anne do. Doesn't sound like a Carol job. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, that's interesting. I would like to add that to the armchair detective Reddit thread. Okay. Okay. What do you make of the fact that she does say they had a fight the night before? Usually when people are accused of killing someone, they pretend like they got along great. I think she had to do that because she knew that Anne was going to say that. Yeah, but would you... She had to know that the courts knew that he had filed a restraining order, even though it got denied, No, how in the world would she know that? Oh, right. Maybe she didn't know that he had filed a restraining order. No, she didn't know. Yeah. So that's why in her diary, she's like, we've been getting along great. I mean, sometimes he pretends he doesn't hear me, but... It wasn't that she didn't say they were getting along great. 
It was more like we're tolerating each other. Mm-hmm. So they were definitely fighting. But I don't think that she knew that he was serious about divorcing her and then she killed him. But he should have had someone with him. Yeah. Why did absolutely. he do that? Which makes me think that she had a feeling that was coming and had one of these people standing by. I would love to see her phone records for that day. Or was it one of those spur of the moment you grab a fire poker and you hit them over the head because you're in like a blind rage and then you call someone to help you clean it up after she hit him with the potato she hit her first husband with the potato i would like to see her the list of calls that she made that day i don't know if they've subpoenaed that but i would like to see her phone records for that see and also we're way too far out from this this all should have been done and there were she probably didn't have a cell phone then so it would be a landline yeah but they could yeah they could have gotten some records then. All right. I want to know that weird story about her going out at 11 to get cat food or something and then running into her brother who's off duty or on duty and he's with his partner and they help her look for him or something because she was getting I cat food at like 11 o'clock at night or something Is weird that in like the that. Diary? That was from the Netflix thing, but I don't know. I need to know about these things. Okay. I don't know. So we see B-roll Bonanza of Joe blowing things up, killing mannequins of Carol. We see a B-roll of Carol sitting in sitting inside of a cage, looking forlornly at the camera. I God bless her. I admire if it is true her activism, which I don't think it is. I admire what she's doing, but most people after they watched the Netflix thing felt like her cats were treated just as badly and were being just as exploited. Oi. Because of the amount of money her thing is she's rescuing them but the those volunteers are treated so weird it's like a caste system they all have color-coded like levels and you work for like two years at the green level and then you can apply and take a test to become a purple volunteer and then you like and it's all free but it's like slave labor it's like but Joe was just as bad, though. Joe's people, were they were living off, like, rat food or something. Rat food and meth. He was just giving them drugs. Yeah, he was giving them drugs and the, that old meat from Costco. They mm. were eating the tiger's food from Costco, that old expired meat, because they weren't getting paid enough to eat. Oh, God. So both of them are exploiting humans and exploiting animals. Daughters are looking through a photo album. Very well done. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they are sitting under a gazebo outside. Yes, they are. So can we go straight into fashion police? Yes, absolutely. Because they're all in pastel in the gazebo, which seems appropriate. Totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. And when they're sitting down with Mank, they are all in black. All in black and white. All in black and white. So they have discussed ahead of time. I loved it. I'm all for it. Okay, yeah. I'm all for it. I thought it was cute. But the fact that I noticed is kind of shocking to me. Means it was really done. Means they really did it. They went for it. Yeah, absolutely they did. Carol is fond of, well, that's a big necklace. At one point, she's wearing a shell that takes up her entire chest. It's silver. And then she wears lots of medallions and things like that. She's like a Stevie Nicks. If Stevie Nicks was never famous (laughs) and got really into like, pottery feel like she really likes the turquoise jewelry thing yes for sure does she call it turquoise (laughs) i want to know that so when she's walking into the dancing with the stars rehearsal it's on the paparazzi shot i want to see this part so bad okay so she's wearing a 
leopard print top, leopard print pants, leopard print sandals. Well, she always wears animal print. That's her thing. But head to toe. Yes, every time. She's getting into a car and she's wearing a mask that is cat's face. Yeah. Um, How are you surprised by any of that? Not this? at all. She not always, at all. I think, but our people who haven't seen Tiger King don't know that she right. always wears animal print. But always. not always head to toe. Yes, always head to toe. Or she'll have a T-shirt with like a rescue name on it or something. Maybe. But it is but always. But she also wears those flower like lays around her headband, flower headbands. On the edge of 17. I'm telling you, she sits around and listens to Witch A like not Witch A <laughs> She listens to Goldust Woman and puts her flower thing and puts scarves on and dances in her living room. When she's dancing on Dancing with the Stars, she's wearing a what looks to be a long sleeve hot pink top but with a leopard print halter dress over it it's fine no it doesn't sound fine and what was the song that they danced to was it white winged dove i know they danced to eye of the tiger and i know that they danced to circle of life the other song the third song was a another cat song but i can't remember what it was it was something having to do with cats was it jellical cats no carol baskin dancing with the stars songs what's new pussycat oh was that it okay uh-huh i actually really like that song and also john mulaney has a really funny story about that song oh i see the halter dress okay does it look like it's like a top underneath a halter dress it looks like a leotard and a flower wreath yeah she loves those flower wreaths she also loves to ride around her sanctuary on her bicycle which i actually like She's like a hippie child, but the way she speaks is this very strange, formal. Her words are very measured. I found the thing. Senior investigator. Yeah, this is the Dr. Oz show. Ex-wife of one of Carol's employees is coming forward claiming that she has new details about this. She says around the time that Dawn disappeared, her then-husband, a man named Kenny Farr, shows up in the middle of the night driving Dawn's van, and it's full of Dawn's guns. And he says to her, Dawn is gone. This is before Dawn had been publicly reported missing. Then she says something very bizarre happened. A mini fridge with a padlock on it shows up on her front porch and then vanishes just as mysteriously as it shows up. What? Did that have a head in it? I don't know. What was in that mini fridge? He was a skinny guy. Maybe he was in the mini fridge. She said that sometime later during a fight with her husband, who she said was a very abusive man, he threatened her and was going to, quote, put her in the grinder, just like he did with Dawn. And then the guy is saying denying the allegations, saying, I can tell you I have no idea why my ex-wife came up with such an outlandish lie. I cooperated with authorities at the time of Don's disappearance and took a polygraph. I had nothing to do with Don's disappearance or any knowledge of it. Oh, so they did polygraph people. Did they polygraph Carol? I don't think so. I don't even believe if he was polygraphed. I don't believe either one, the husband or the wife in that story. Man. They both have reasons to lie. That's a he said, she said, and we don't know who's telling the truth. True, true, true. So do you think she did it? I don't feel confident saying that on this podcast for fear of litigious action against us, you, me. And as we form our business, I would like to keep that information under wraps until we are secure. Okay, that's fair. I've already kind of said it. Bye. (laughs) Should I do Twitter? Twitter wasn't that great. Actually, I am only going to read one Twitter because it's the only one worth reading oh boy okay get ready get ready carol baskin 
says, I am so sorry Dateline chose to use 1998 footage of me petting big cats because I believe that sort of thing makes people want to pay to pet them. So much more they could have told you and didn't. Look at Save the Cats and Big Cat Country whatever.com. Josh Mankiewicz responded, <gasps> well, you could have done an interview with me, but you didn't do that, did you? In parentheses, offer is still open. Gloves are off. Drop the mic. I can't eat. That's fantastic. Josh Mankiewicz is a hero. He's a national treasure. He really is. That's good. Good on you, Josh. Oh, he's man. He's the hero 2020 needed. He, Yeah, he's the hero any decade needed. But Great I job. love that he said offer still open. <laughs> I know. Doors, doors still open, Carol. Come on down. <laughs> also, wow. a lot of the comments to her tweets, because she called out Dateline like directly. People were not, they were like, don't go against Pink. Don't go against Dateline. Carol, my loyalty is to Dateline here. Like a lot of responses. Yeah, no one's going to have that. Really? Where people, what do people say? Somebody CC'd us and goes, Date, Dateline, what's your thoughts on this? No, don't put us in her eye line. Get out of here. I said, I have no opinion, comma, I only have loyalty. And that's all I said. They know what that means. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? That's very cryptic. I'm loyal to Dateline. Oh, okay. Obviously. Okay, I yeah. Not to Carol. I, yes, I do understand But maybe that. she won't know what that means, and then she won't come after us. Maybe. maybe. And if you are listening, Carol, we're not really interviewing people right now, or we have you on. <laughs> Take care now. But come on, Bye-bye. if she wanted to come on and give her point of view, we would do it in a second. I could not edit that. I could not do it, Kimberly. It would be an unedited talk with Carol Baskin. We would love to have you on to tell your side of the story, Carol. We have a lot less listeners than you have YouTube subscribers. But still, it's another platform for you to get your message out there about the cats. And we are both very pro-animals. Yeah. So, Carol, have you heard about the Kitty Poo Club? <laughs> We have a new sponsor you might enjoy, Carol. I don't know if Carol has house cats. What do we think the likely... She does, right? No, no. On the Netflix special, she says she is strangely allergic to cats. Yet she spends every single waking day surrounded by cats. She must take a lot of Zyrtec. Katie quietly pushes Zyrtec bottle across the table. <laughs> That's how that works. Yep. I feel like the, she was said she was like so heartbroken when she found out she was allergic because she just was obsessed with cats from the time she was a kid. But in all these videos, she's like holding the kitten and the lynxes and the all the cats. So I think that's a different kind of fur. I think she's probably allergic to house cat fur. Yeah, maybe the dander's different. It must be. I don't know. Well, that was delightful to be able to go back and revisit all of this. I loved it. Yeah. I know people are real highbrow looking down on Tiger King, but it was really addictive at a time where we needed it. I would not disagree with that. And the fact that I could watch it and I cannot watch things with animal abuse at all. At all. And I could tolerate it because the rest of the story was so compelling and the characters were so crazy. One guy is being interviewed in a bathtub. Yeah. He's doing his entire interview, the whole series, from his bathtub. But everyone should also very much know that this Netflix series has very, very little to do with Don Lewis's disappearance. Correct. There's only like one episode that's about it. Right. This series is about Carol. And Joe. This is about Carol. This is about Carol and Joe's battle. And really just more about Joe. It's about Joe. Joe has very specific taste in men. 
His relationships are very interesting. Also, I forgot about the makeup until I saw the back-to-back, them back-to-back. And I was like, oh, I forget that Joe wears navy blue eyeliner. I forget. I forget every time. And then I forget that Carol Baskin wears a mauve or like a lavender shimmer frost lipstick, which is rare. These are two very rare things in nature. And for them to occur in these two people makes me feel like they have more in common than they think they do. So, Well, someone did say on Twitter that they feel like Carol and Joe have a very love-hate relationship. Oh, I don't think so. But I almost feel like it's hate-hate. But what is hate without passion? Yeah, hate-hate is so passionate. It's so passionate. But he is gay. Oh, yeah, he is very gay. Sorry. No, he doesn't love her. But it, I don't, but it might not be a romantic love or romantic hate. It's a passionate affair of sorts. It's a something. Yeah. Question mark. But I don't know. I think it's worth a check out if you're if you got time on your hands. Yeah. yeah. Maybe after the election. I don't know. Let's get the, through this first. Vote, everyone. Please vote. Please vote. It's Wear very important. Wear your masks. Keep socially distant, please. Continue to watch alone. Watch Tiger King alone. Do it. You could. I would, I would wish I could go back and watch it for the first time again. I have a lot of other shows like that that I always am jealous. My mom hasn't seen a lot of stuff, so I keep introducing her to things. And I'm like, man, I wish this was my first time watching those shows. I get really excited when listeners say they just started 90 Day Fiance. And I I try to drive them crazy because I'm like, tell me what you thought of this couple. Tell me what you thought of this couple. They're like, God, I never should have reached out to Kimberly. She's driving me crazy. But I'm like, I'm living vicariously through you. It's like when someone reads Harry Potter for the first time. It's very exciting. Yes, exactly. I do. I I totally understand it. My mom watched Schitt's Creek and I was really worried. She loved it. She loved it. Interesting. That makes me feel like she's a good person inside. And so whatever else she may say or do, she loves Schitt's Creek, which means she's good people. Yeah, she's good people. That's how you can tell if someone's a good person now. The bar is low. It's hard to tell. It really is. That's a good one, though. Yeah. She likes Schitt's Creek. No, I wasn't really into it. Okay, bye. Yeah, I know all I need to know. I worry that that's what people think about you and Lady Gaga. I think about that sometimes. Like when we're not talking, I'm like, I wonder if people are like, oh, she's not who I thought she was. We have a Twitter follower who's a listener named Q Loves Lady Gaga. Oh. Or Q Loves Gaga. We're on great terms. We chat all every day. But uh, but are you? She seems to be okay with me. She's okay. she's going to be okay with you. Just okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Do you do you like me, Q? Q? Tell me how you really feel. Preach out. <laughs> Joyce under an edible arrangement. When I preach the Taylor Swift gospel, I sometimes hear from people who are like and I thought we had so much in common, Kimberly. It's like finding out that someone's like really into you too. You're like, oh, still? And then they're really <laughs> into it. Really, I should not say that. Still? Okay, we got to go. I'm just saying things. <laughs> things are being said around here. It's not good. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Still? <laughs> Her? Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Mank says that the music video suggested some serious skulldudgery. Hmm. Mank, on fire. Skullduggery. Skullduggery, sorry. Oh, okay, yeah. Did I say dudgery? You said, did, you did say dudgery, like a dudgery do. Dudgery do? Dudgery do. <laughs> so- I'm sorry, did he, is, did he pass away? No. Oh, okay. Charlie Sheen? Are we sure? Does anyone have eyes on Charlie Sheen? Somebody does, I'm sure. Martin, maybe. Martin's washed his hands. Oh, boy.
I actually never got an A in art. It's really hard not to get an A in art. I was trying my best. I just wasn't very good. That's frustrating. That teacher yeah, should that's have not fair. paid attention. Yeah. It should just be about trying. Let's do titles. I didn't do any titles because I thought this was a double date. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. We have to skip titles because I didn't do it. That's good because mine were bad. Oh, great. Okay, so that Or works. actually, I have one. You have one title? Oh, no, but I don't have any. Uh, okay, go ahead. The Tiger King and the Lion Queen. Oh, that works. Cat Scratch Fever? You just gave one. Just one. That's it. I was trying to think of anything with cats. It's not fair. <laughs> Human, it's what's for dinner. Okay. So this is that the is... QAnon slogan, by the way? <laughs> is it? Adam, you might have to take that out. Maybe put that at the end. <laughs>